everyone. Welcome to Within the Bubble, an evolving podcast discussing the culture around our career-focused generation. My name is Kathy, and today I'm with my friend Elaine, and we're going to be talking about the competition within the bubble and how uh, the rat race affects the day-to-day life of um, this career-focused generation. So before I keep going... Hello, Elaine. Hi, Kathy. Hi, everyone. <laughs> we'll do one thing you like to do outside of school and what are you currently studying? Okay, sounds good. I'll do what I'm currently studying first. Uh, I'm a fourth year commerce student and a couple of years into my degree, I also started to pick up a computing degree as well. So I'm a commerce computing student. Um, and one thing that I like to do outside of school is I like to read a lot of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of these nonfiction books are written by journalists. That's so cool. I wish I read more. <laughs> Um, And before we get into the episode, let's begin by defining the rat race. So according to Oxford Dictionary, it's a way of life in which people are caught up in a fiercely competitive struggle for wealth or power. And the jot note underneath reads, an exhausting and usually competitive routine. So there's any other way of living? I wasn't aware. <laughs> so perfect into my next question. How do you think this relates to us career driven students and even more spe- especially like commerce students? So when I think about the rat race and the definition that you gave me, I really think of you doing something that doesn't give you a lot of fulfillment and a lot of joy in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you feel compelled to do it because um, and yeah, you just feel compelled to do it. And how I think this pertains to commerce students in particular is, you know, the set of values and personality and just the set of traits that make you feel like you fit in at commerce really, really pertain to you actually falling into the rat race because, you know, you come into commerce and you have all these people around you that are really good at this one system of things that might not necessarily be what you're passionate about, but you start to realize that you're competing against these people um, to do these things. And that's kind of the only ways that you're gonna be assessed. Right. Yeah, and it might not be what fulfills you, but that's, if you wanna, if you wanna feel like you excel at this particular program, you need to do these things. Yeah, and I feel like the part that really relates to us, um, I think it relates more in first and second year where it was like, you're caught up in a fiercely competitive struggle uh, for for wealth and power. Like, I don't think, or for wealth or power, like, I don't think that mattered as much in first and second year, but it was more so we were all like, I need an internship this summer. I need an internship next summer. I need to get on these clubs so that I can be positioned well to find a good job in the future. And... Um, I feel like back then we didn't really question if we liked what we chose. Why do you think this is a generalization? Like you think generally people stop feeling this way after first and second year versus are you like, or are you not sure if it's a generalization or not? Generalizing, I guess this is my experience. Right. So personally, what I found in, uh, excuse to everyone but we're in the school so doors are opening and closing so excuse the background noise but i feel like going on exchange gave me a break because in first and second year i was always surrounded by commerce people first year hung out with people in commerce 
And then second, I lived with people in commerce. And I've actually never lived in a house with no one in commerce. It was like people who were going in the same classes as me, who were considering the same like career paths. Um, it like, I guess that affected my mindset. Gotcha. And I never really, in first and second year, I was just like caught up in the fact that I needed to pick a goal, gotcha. pick a direction, gotcha. and then go. And if I take time to think about it, like too much time, then like my peers are gonna get ahead of me. Gotcha, yeah, and it's so true. And I feel like in second year, I lived with someone who was considering the same career path as me, like the same industry kind of thing. And I don't like to think about it this way, but sometimes I remember feeling like it was a competition. I was caught up in this competitive struggle. And then when I went on exchange and I was surrounded by people who weren't, who didn't have the same mindset, like I would find, or I would meet new people who would just be like, yeah, like I'm looking for a job after graduation. Like why would I, like school is to learn and hang out and like, you don't need to be so caught up with, like you don't need to be so serious about everything yet because you have your life ahead of you to find a full-time job and like to settle down and stuff. So you don't just stress so much in university. And I was like, I don't understand this. I like, how are you so relaxed right now? Like you're in third year. Like the one thing going into third year, it was like, if you get an internship this summer and it's the internship, like the perfect one kind of thing. Yeah, you love, you fall in love with it. There's yeah, that yeah. idea where you fall in love with it. Like even if you don't fall in love with it, the fact is if it's the perfect one, it will translate into a full-time job and you don't need to worry in fourth year. Yeah. You can coast yeah. and like everything's figured out for you. Like you don't need to worry about it anymore. Yeah. And so it put all the pressure of getting a really good internship in third year. Because yeah. I was like, okay, if I can grind it out now, then I don't need to grind it out later. And I go to exchange and they're like, relax, <laughs> you're on exchange. I remember like coffee chatting people while I was on exchange because I was <laughs> I was in Singapore in the fall. And that's when, when my friends back home yeah. were doing on-campus recruiting. Yeah. And they were doing consulting finance and they were like interview prepping and like coffee chatting people and doing interviews and applications and they're really stressed and I was on exchange talking to them and like catching up and I'm like how are you guys doing they're like I'm dying like it's so stressful and I was like you wow, just maybe, feel bad yeah. yeah I'm like maybe I'm not stressed yeah. and then I started I started going on LinkedIn and like finding people to coffee chat and I'm like coffee chatting people at like 10 a, and 10 p.m sorry because 10 p.m in Singapore was 10 a.m in Toronto yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was like on exchange, everyone's like, just enjoy, just enjoy your exchange. And I was like, but I can't, I feel like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, how can I be so relaxed right now when everyone's grinding? And like, what if I don't find a job? That's gonna suck when I go back. Like, I don't want to think about that later. So I'll think about it now. And I was just caught up until like, that was first half of my exchange. And then second half, I was just like, I'm in, a, I'm in the other side of the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> why am I not enjoying myself? And like, why well, I get to travel to all these places so I'm like you know screw it like I'll deal with it when I go home and also I think low-key was when they stopped worrying about it so I no longer heard it from them so I was no longer affected I do think that like with most people you talk to in the upper years um, they have kind of a turning point when they sort of realized and it's interesting to hear from you that it was your exchange mm -hmm. and funny story I actually didn't go on exchange and it was for the reason where you know I got a, a fall exchange and I 
was I, I just couldn't imagine giving up that fall recruiting season, which mm. in hindsight, in hindsight, that's insane. And that totally wasn't necessary. Like how things played out, it totally wasn't necessary to give up the fall exchange. Mm. And so, yeah, there's just this whole idea that you're compelled to do things that just don't make any sense to any outsider. Do you think you hit the turning point or like where do you think you hit that turning point? I hit the turning point incidentally when you know it came winter semester and all these people that all like this mass of people that would cause so much stress because i do think the stress comes from you know just a it's like a cacophony of voices it's not just one person like you might have one friend that really really cares but they don't they're them by themselves don't cause you stress it's just so many voices amalgamated together mm-hmm. um when all of those voices left or they got their jobs and they left for winter exchange you, you're able to kind of focus on yourself think find yourself. other friends and really realize what you actually value and think about if what you're doing every single day when you when it comes time to recruiting for certain positions like makes sense for you does it make you happy does it fulfill you right and so i guess since i feel like we we both hit those turning points like what is what does the rat race look like for us in commerce yeah. like a very general typical route yeah what do you the think the rat race looks like the four streams that you'll see when you first come in mm-hmm. um, and it's just streams that don't you're you're not going to have any real exposure to them unless like you know you get into business from a very early age the four streams being marketing consulting mm-hmm. finance yep. um and accounting i had no idea that like i was not really exposed to business when i was in high school and so the first time i had heard about these streams was really when i came into commerce for the first time mm-hmm. and you sort of realize that people base what they want to do it's i think this is similar for most people and they base what they want to do like just based off of like the first information that they hear. So, you know, first week in, you have a presentation about consulting from a former alumni who is now traveling the world on her job. Of and course. <laughs> everybody that week wanted to be a consultant right away. Nobody thought about if that was actually something that they cared about doing, if it would give them any happiness. It was just the idea of that is a stream that you take in commerce. And if you want to be on a pedestal of success, you're just going to follow that path. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to follow that and get that career. Right. So that would that would be how I kind of see the rat race. Yeah, it's just those four d- defined routes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think people have to give up to join this race and be and stay competitive in it? For sure. I think the what people don't see initially is what they'll have to give up. And I do think, you know, there is that that element of it. Um, it's this total idea of if you want to be competitive, there is a set of values and a, like a personality that you almost need to adopt that's going to make you more competitive. And at the end of the day, like that's the benefit of commerce almost, that it teaches you that these are the traits and values and personality like personality that you need to adopt to succeed in these fields Mm -hmm. and that is a huge benefit but when you first when you're so impressionable you just kind of feel like you need to strip away what was there before in order to adopt these and you sort of forget anything else that came before and that's kind of what you give up you kind of give up your own i felt like for myself i gave up my own identity i gave up like what i enjoyed doing in my spare time so i could you know spend more time on developing skills that would make me more successful at a certain stream and at at the end of the day like at the end of my first year i could not tell you one thing that was interesting or different about me like i just didn't have any hobbies mm-hmm. i was i i was not interesting to talk to 
Yeah, and what kind of, like, I completely agree with that, and I relate to that, too. I think, like, we had a private conversation once, and we were talking about how you felt like you had to give up all your hobbies. Yeah. And then I had this revelation, and I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, I also don't have any hobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've turned all that time from, like, my hobbies back in high school to joining clubs that would make me look better on my res, like, yeah, totally. better for the, like, job prospects. So, you know, like, huh, here, here's, here's a separate comment. Like, what kind of hobbies did you have? And are there any hobbies that you wish you were still pursuing right now? Or, like, you have, now that you've hit that, like, point, that turning point, that you are pursuing again? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so hobbies I had in high school, I like, I, I just loved like, there, there were sp- a lot, I think a lot of them are sports. And then there was one that I really spent most of my time on in high school. And that was, I like was editor in chief of the yearbook. And that meant I was very into photography and I became like very skilled at using a camera, was like very technical with it. And I was also very, very immersed in graphic design. And like I spoke the graphic design language, like that kind of thing really, really gave me passion. And it sort of is the background of like why I enjoy modern art so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally gave that up or turned that into like uh, I turned that into like a, a product so that I could sell when I got here. It was more like it wasn't that I was creative and I liked doing these things. It was it was like oh I can I can make your graph social media graphics for you, which at the end of the day is you you open like a Canva app and you can really do that right. Yeah. And and it kind of strips away that creative joy from it. And it got to a point where I realized I didn't want to do this anymore. And I started to really really hate the idea of graphic design. And be really? with it. Yeah. Mm. I, I just think that like when people want that skill from you as like a product, they just want like a like a packaged version mm-hmm. that everyone else is getting. They don't really want the creative vision behind it. And I right. really wasn't thinking that the creative vision was important because like the creative vision part is the part that like gives you the joy, but it's not necessarily something that you think is important to sell. Mm. And so like I started to hate it because that part of it it no longer felt away. creative totally and then are you doing that now again or like it's it's so far gone that you're like i think it's design. definitely really really far gone i know it's it's totally it's really really sad to think about but you know it's come full circle to a point where like if i ever have to if anyone like has a if we have a group presentation for example and someone's like does anyone want to do one want to do the powerpoint um, you know, at first year me would have been like, oh, I love design. I would love to do the PowerPoint. Now I'm like, no, I, if you give me the PowerPoint to do, I'm going to use the most basic template. Don't give it to me to do. I don't want to design any, anything for anyone ever again. Like, I don't even want to deal with it anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we were both in these design roles back in like first and second year. Yeah. So I completely relate because I no longer am on any clubs. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Like, you don't understand how much of a struggle this is. There is, like, really no time given to the idea that you want to be creative, that you want to come up with, like, like a vision for, like, what their graphics are supposed to look like. It's pretty mechanical. They just want what it looked like last year. Yeah. And as soon as possible. Yeah. And we're back. Let's move on to the next question. So what do you feel like you spend your free time doing now? I had to really make a conscious effort to right. sit down. Okay, it, it's so funny because you come in and your resume is like, the most difficult part to fill out on your resume is past experience. Mm. 
Then it gets to a point where you realize the most difficult thing to fill out on your resume is the additional information section because there's just nothing interesting about you anymore. Like you've done all these clubs, so the rest of your resume is full. And then you get to the additional information section and you're like, I traveled somewhere when I was four. Uh, I can speak basic French. Like it's just, you realize that like there's nothing interesting about you. And Mm. when that point came, like when that hit me, I really wanted to, I really wanted to focus on, you know, developing things like developing a hobby and just doing something on the side that would genuinely give me joy because I had gotten so far from that. I had gotten so far from the mindset of I can just sit down and not worry about this time being spent Mm. on just my own enjoyment. Right. Because I don't think you really have that luxury when you're really, really deep in the rat race. Yeah. It's just that whole feeling that if I like let, if I spend this time on something else, someone else is going to be ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And it's like that whole, you need to fit the, or you need to fit that character, that persona to stay in the race. Yeah, exactly. To be competitive, to like even get to the next like finish. I don't know how many, I feel like there's multiple finish lines in the race. Totally. And like to even get to one, like you need to be a certain person and you, you a totally lot of people, do. Like, I don't know. I feel like it took me a while to actually think about what I really wanted and like not get so caught up from what my friends were doing. Yeah. It was just so much of that. Yeah, no, it's so like, true. Oh, you're applying for jobs? I should start applying for jobs. Even though the industry I'm pursuing it has a completely different yeah, timeline. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And I'm like looking at jobs, I'm like, oh, but there's nothing. And then I'm like stressed because I'm like, I've applied for so little things. Like I'm not going to get any, I'm not going to get a job later. And they're here like interviewing and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so fucked. Like I'm not going to have a full-time job. And then I, it's like a spiral and I'm just like more and more stressed. And it's just me like in my own head. No, like I put it on myself basically the pressure it's so true and if you if you think about it each person probably gets like one or two interviews that they'll really really talk about but if you have like a group of friends like seven or eight friends and they all tell you about each interview that they get it just yep. sounds like every single day someone has an interview and yeah. you're just sitting doing nothing exactly yeah and then they come by and they're like this person got an offer from some really cool friend and I'm like they're already oh Okay. They're set. They're set. Like, what am I doing? Exactly. So I'll go into one of the last ending questions. Do you think you personally beat it or join it as a dual degree student? Or is it even an option to beat it? Like, in general, is it even an option to beat it or join it? Like, back in the first or episode zero, we talked about how... Uh, the bubble is a culture. Totally. So it's not really like you can beat the... Well, I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. But my personal opinion is no matter what you do, I'm always going to have some aspects from the bubble or like some aspects that I learned when I was in the bubble that will follow me everywhere I go in life. That's so true. So in a way, it's like I'm never going to beat it but I don't need to like join it. It's like, it's like I can use what I learned in it. And then I just like 
run with it i guess that, is that beating it i i see it like i, I i'm gonna I, I think it's very similar i think my thought on it is like super similar to yours just phrased in a different way mm-hmm. i see the word beat it as implying that it's entirely bad and i see joining it as like you're just you might know that it's bad but you're just you've accepted it and that's like right. your fate right uh, okay. and i think the idea of a culture is you can distill a culture into like you can distill a culture into values. You can distill a culture into behavior traits, right? And if you distill it further, you can you can see that the commerce bubble that we that you speak of it here is really just like the and the culture behind it is really made up of a set of values and a set of behavior traits. And if you like see those specific values and you see those behavior traits and you like pick and choose a couple that really work for you but you still keep in mind what it is that you want to do and it's like you make sure that what you want to do and what gives you passion is like you you didn't just get that from like your friend sitting next to you who wants to do something like you really thought about like why do i want to do finance like what is it that interests me about it um and then you like adopt the values that you know, commerce kind of teaches for those that want to excel in finance, then you're going to go far and you're not necessarily going to feel unfulfilled when you do your job, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that there is an element of just taking like elements of it that work for you and then running with it. So it's not necessarily just falling into it and losing yourself right. by joining so, it. Yeah, so the key, I guess, idea from there was like joining it means you recognize that you might not be fitting into this identity needed to stay, but you're just gonna do it anyways. Whereas yeah, like, or like losing your own identity, like getting rid yeah. of your own identity to, right. like, to like adopt those traits. And then yeah. beating it is like, you recognize it, you take it, but you take your own direction almost. Actually, I'm I'm not sure if I got that correctly. Okay, what what is your take on it? Beat it. Yeah, I just I just don't feel like I've like risen above it. Like I've just really come to appreciate what I've learned from it. I don't I don't reject any of it, um, and I don't think like I've become better than what commerce has given me. Like I've just come and like when I first got here, I like I I did really resent the idea that I had to give up you know personality traits about myself and I had to give up you know just I just had to kind of become a different person on the surface and I did resent that in the beginning um but now I've come to appreciate what that has to teach me about other people and so I don't necessarily think that I I want to say that I've beaten it but I I do feel more comfortable in the fact that I've been able to like find something that really really fulfills me and then take those take those like things that I've learned and kind of pursue that instead so you also don't think you joined it or is it maybe it's like a a better joining i don't know <laughs> it's so hard to escape it's really really hard to escape because at the end of the day like i want to find a job i want like it's it's still top of mind i would still be i'm still super stressed if i don't have like a position and i really hope that one day i can see beyond that but i just am not at a state where i can right now i just think that that's like the thing that would make me feel most comfortable Mm -hmm. and that's probably a lot of conditioning from joining the commerce culture right Mm -hmm. and i don't think i've escaped that so i I do think there is an element of joining it and like more so than really really beating it and being like i'm above that right like i guess the first step is awareness and like we're being reflective about it and like thinking about it more and like we've identified that these are traits that we have. Do you think you've beaten it or joined or joined it? Which one do you think you're more closer to? 
I also agree with you in the fact that I feel like I feel like I'm joined it more than I've beat it. Totally. Because I still do care that I have a job. Again, yeah, same with what you said. Like, I care that I have a job after I graduate. I still get, like, like deep down in my feelings. I, I get in my feelings when my friends tell me about their offers and, like... For sure. It, like, all these things... Like, I didn't know was a bad thing back in first and second year. Now that I know, but it's still making me feel bad. It still gets to me. Like, exactly. yeah, it, it still, still gets will. to me. In a different way, like, you, you're better able to, like, filter it out, I yeah. agree. But it still gets to you. Exactly. It's like, now I know when I feel bad, it's because they said that thing. And so it's like, I hear, I still feel bad, but at least I know what made me feel bad. Whereas back then, I would just be like it's because I'm not doing enough. Like I should be focusing my time on this and this and this so that I can be like them or something later on. But now I've like identified that and like if I really needed to, I can filter it out, you know, quote unquote, filter it out. Um, but just more awareness. Yeah. Sure. So like, you know, like I'm, I've joined it because I still have so many of those elements from the culture instilled in my own personal values. Um, but I don't think it's like you need to beat it, though. That I really do want to like bring attention to the fact that it's like super not. I, I do think like, you know, people really want like they see the ultimate enlightenment enlightenment as like beating this rat race. And that's why I think a lot of people, if you talk to them outside of commerce, they'll be like, oh, I'm not like other commerce students. It's almost become like this this meme that is referred to it like is associated with commerce students sorry it's just like people in commerce are all going to be like oh i'm not like other commerce students and i think that's associated with the whole fact that people really see leaving the commerce race or leaving the commerce bubble as like beating the bubble Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think it's that important and you can appreciate like what commerce does have to give you yeah i think like there's this middle ground where it's like I know the definition of it is a way of life in which people are caught up in a fiercely competitive struggle for wealth or power. So it's like a pretty extreme definition. Um, And I feel like when you look at that, you're like, I need to beat it. Because you're like, that looks like it is. It says exhausting, usually competitive routine. And it's like looking at that, you're like, why the fuck would I want to be in this race? But I guess, I don't know. It says a way of life in which people are caught up. I guess it's not like, I guess joining it, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess like if you think about it, like joining it is like you're adapting that way of life and are caught up in a fiercely competitive struggle and beating it is you're not caught up and you're not, you don't have that way of life at all. And I feel like beating it is like this, it's like a spectrum. It's like joining it, it's like your full force. Beating it, you're like, I don't know. You go buy a farm yeah, in yeah. Alabama and exactly. you just and you don't have a phone anymore you don't and you care about like anything. that's just I don't like, think that's realistic for most people yeah, either. Exactly. And I think for us we agree on that like somewhere in the middle ground is where kind of we're at like we don't like we've identified what we are more gravitating towards as a people and like what makes us happier and like we're not sucked into like the four streams for example but we're not able to fully let go to the point where it's like i don't i don't think money is important anymore mm. i I just can't think that yeah yeah exactly so yeah no being a joining neutral yeah 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 and i think there's nothing wrong with that like as long as we're aware first step is acceptance yeah yeah 
And joining it is not all a bad thing. Totally. Totally. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. <laughs> Before I sign off today, thank you to everyone who's reached out to me after um, the episode zero pilot episode with encouraging messages. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, this podcast has been something I've been wanting to do for like this this a while like this year since the summer i guess um but i feel like in the back of my head i've been a little scared because i know it is a huge topic and i i know that i'm always gonna feel like i'm leaving things out after i record so i guess like at the end of the day just hope it's something that we can become more aware about something hopefully interesting to listen to and i always learn something new about myself when i talk to my friends about it so hopefully this uh, or hopefully like when you listen to the podcast like you also think about and get to reflect and learn something new about yourself so with that like if you listen today and have a topic on your mind brewing that you think would be interesting to talk about please reach out to me on instagram at within the bubble podcast or you can even send me an email at within the bubble podcast at gmail.com thank you again for all the love and support best regards kathy kathy